You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. Today, we've got Sid Garza Hillman, and guys... It is a great interview. We end up talking about all kinds of things. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. We talk about his book. We talk about mindfulness. We talk about trying to get rid of the distractions in life. And I think it's pretty timely. It'd be in the beginning of the year. Uh, Speaking of the beginning of the year, you know, we all make those commitments and we want to do things and do things healthier. And one of the things that, man, I kind of let slide after Moab. I was eating garbage. I was putting all kinds of craziness. I was just hungry all the time. And one of the things I've done is begin to eat really healthy since the beginning of the year, and I feel fantastic. And one thing I was doing, I was having energy drinks. You know the afternoon after you eat and you you just, there's a lull, man. You get like super tired. Well, I don't know if you do. I do. And I, I would drink an energy drink. And uh, man, some of those things just, I would try to find them that were kind of healthy. Man, some of those things just aren't very healthy. Well, then I found something called Magic Mind. Uh, Really cool. It's like a little shot. It's a little green shot and it's all natural ingredients and it works. You know, it just gives me that extra focus, helps me right after lunch, just sip on this thing a little bit and man, I can I can focus on what I'm doing. I also use it sometimes when I'm recording a podcast, and it just it replaces those energy drinks, and it it's healthy. It's good stuff. It doesn't have all those things you can't pronounce in it. You know what I'm saying? So, man, if you want something to help you crush your goals, you want something that's healthy that'll help keep you focused at work without all that garbage. Man, try Magic Mind, and um, you get one month free when you're subscribing for three months with the link that I'm gonna have in the show notes. The link is www.magicmind.com slash run the riot. And then if you use the code, I'll put it in the show notes. It's riot 20 R I O T 20. Uh, you get an additional 20% off. And so that gets you to 75% off. And that only lasts, listen to me, that only lasts till the end of January. So hopefully you listen to this podcast, like right when it came out and you can jump on this deal. All right. Now let's get to this awesome podcast. Here we go. Today on the Run the Riot podcast from California, we've got Sid Garza. I just asked you and I almost pronounced it wrong. Sid Garza Hillman. Welcome to the show, man. (laughs) Thanks. Good to be here, David. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. What a terrible introduction. So what's going on out there in in California, man? How's the weather? A little drizzly on the way home, but pretty, pretty great. I'm still California. So even when it rains, it'll break out into sun now and then. So it's been, it's been, it's been pretty nice. About 50, 50, low 50s today. Oh, man. Well, we're, we're, we're about to get our first Arctic blast here in Oklahoma. And so we, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something pretty, yeah. you know, like this weekend's going to be terrible to get out and run. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah, no, I, know. I, might, I might jump on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why they're there. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, man, how long you been in California? Most of my life, four years of high school in, in Houston. Other, other than that, California born, born and raised. Nice. North, Northern California area? No, mostly Southern, actually. I didn't move up here. Well, I mean, now I've been here a while, but 17 years ago, we, we moved, my wife and I, and we had our first child at the time, 19 months old, moved from Los Angeles up to here, kind of got out of that whole craziness. And we've been here ever since. <laughs> nice, nice. My, my son and uh, daughter used to live near Oceanside and Vista uh, in that area yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. And now they're, she's up near Sacramento. My, my son moved to Hawaii. So. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> okay. like, well, there you are. There you are, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's beautiful out there, man. Lots of lots of good places to run. Lots of nice races. Tons. Yeah, yeah. California is kind of it's the way because it's so vertical. It has everything. It has yeah. elevation, and snow, and ocean, and desert, and just like literally wherever whatever kind of climate you want, California's got it. So, as far as runners go, it's probably a pretty paradise place. Yeah. So uh, you you made comment before we started recording about my hat. I'm wearing my Lake Tahoe hat. How far are yeah. you from Tahoe? About four hour, four to five hours. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah. What, you, we just head, head due east. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. California, California's it's big, man. I mean, it's like 
Like yeah. I said, it's three and a half. We're three and a half hours north of San Francisco. So people go, oh, okay. go to California, San Francisco. I go, yeah, but then some. And then there's still like yeah, yeah. six hours to Oregon from where I am. So oh, that's so crazy. It's, it's pretty big. Yeah. 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 Well, good deal, man. So, so you know, this is an ultra running podcast, and and so you're you're a, a runner among other things. So we'll we'll unpack we'll unpack who Sid is. But when did you start running? When did you did you were you an athlete in in school or anything like that? Very, and this is why the book is called Ultra Running for Normal People because I'm I was a very recreational non elite athlete. I played some tennis in high school, soccer when I was a kid. You know, like kind of kind of just what kids do. And just a recreational runner, you know, after yeah. when I went to, when I went to UCLA and would sort of just like run, you know, a couple miles here, two, three miles here. I scattered yeah. in some 10 Ks, didn't really dig them, you know, did yeah. a half marathon. When I was 38, didn't love it. And then at 45, I was, you know, I'd become a nutritionist at that point. My bachelor's degree is in philosophy. So it was, you know, I was, I was playing indie rock music and making my living as an actress. I had no designs on anything that I do now, <laughs> but anyway, nice. life, life changes in a cool way. And yeah. so, but I was an asthmatic. So when I would run, I'd have, you know, have the asthma. So anyways, I started researching nutrition. I later and got rid of my asthma, which is cool. And later went back, back and became a certified nutritionist. And then feeling pretty good, I decided to, to run a marathon. So at 45, I ran two marathons that year, rode and, and did, did fine. I didn't, just didn't like it. And, and yeah. around that time, I got an article about, you know, trail running. Actually, it was by Chris McDougall, who then went on to, to write Born to Run. So yeah, yeah. I'm reading Born to Run and I'm going trail. You know, I just thought, I never thought of, I always thought you hike on trails, right? So yeah. then I found out people were running on them. And so I just, as a test, I went on a trail run and it was like a delight bulb. I was like, this is, this is, this is my place. And I loved it. And so I signed up for a 50 miler and just rolled the dice and was like, <laughs> let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. And it was a pretty good experience, the training of it and, and, and doing it. And ever since, and then I launched my own race that I've directed ever since and a 50K trail run. And it's, nice. it's been a, Crazy, crazy turn of events. Nice. Well, well how, how old are you now? 55, just turned. Last okay. Time. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And just, yeah, just, so uh, I'm, I'm 49, so I'll be, I'll be 50 this year and stuff. And so I love that, that trail running something that we can do. We can just keep doing, you know, you know, uh, yeah, you you know take I, care I, of yourself. I, <laughs> I, I direct that. I told you I direct the race, right? Yeah. Over every year, at least four over seventies finish I my love race. It. I love it. And I always it. at least 10 over sixties, if not, you know, 10 to 15. So that it is part again that inspiration the runners who've done my in this it'll be in its seventh year in this this coming april the runners who run my race every year and they change but there's some returners but they were a big inspiration for this book because my run is not my race is not a marquee this is not a qualifier it's on purpose it's sort of a you know its own little i cap it sells out every year i cap it at 150 like i want to keep gotcha. it nice and tight and really familial and formal yeah. and, i mean informal and fun and and i the 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 range of people who run my race is is astonishing i mean just in terms yeah. of like people from all walks of life from 17 to 75 and wow. i started seeing these form and run every year and i thought this is a very cool and i'm sure that marathons are like that too but this is a 33 mile trail run with over 5,000 feet of elevation this is yeah i mean it's not the hardest run but it ain't the easiest either yeah and seeing these people come across and they're not destroyed this i yeah. have this i have this part of the race where it's a short part, but it's pretty steep down a kind of a, not I don't want to say cliff, but that sounds more dramatic. Anyways, but I put a rope down. I put a rope on it. Yeah. That way, when people come down, they could just feel safe that way. Yeah. And so it's at about mile 27, 28. So you're kind of getting close, but you're fatigued. And they come, come down trashed, this like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they come down this thing and they use the rope. And this woman comes, this is two years ago. She, or yeah, two years ago. She comes across the finish. She's 74. And can you swear on this podcast or you try not to? I try not to, but you know, okay. So if, you, if you're quoting her, it's all good. <laughs> well, it's anyway. She she comes across the finish line, totally fine, and she goes, "Man, I hated that rope. I am too old for this s word." Yes, and, 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 and she and she goes, "Tromps it off," and I go, "Clearly, you're not too old because you just finished a 33 mile trip, right?" It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I realized, like, this is a sport like no other, and it was very, very, cool, very inspiring. So anyway, they were part of the reason I wrote the book. I love it, man. What's what's the name of your your race? The Mendocino Coast 50K. Mendocino Coast 50K. How, yeah. how cool. And man, so, you know, a lot of us, like I, you know, we started running, you know, the road because that's what you know, that's what you're familiar with. And, right. and then I did a lot of marathons and all that stuff before I discovered the trails and I ran a, a half marathon on the trails. And like you, I was like, this okay. is fantastic. You know, yeah. this is, this is so different. And 
And even the, you know, their, the races have their own feel to it. Now, granted, there's, there's a lot of older people who, who run the, the half marathons, marathons mm-hmm. and all that and stuff too. But, but the community is, it's just a different community. Don't you, don't do you find that there in California with your races too, compared to road races? I do. And look, there's some big, you know, I run a few of them, big, big ultras and trails too, but, but there, I swear, David, like you, you nailed it. Like there, I have a, it's a different feel and it's mm-hmm. not as, I don't want to, I mean, I did a Spartan race one time, you know what those are? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah and, and OCR one, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One time. And I was like, no, nah, obstacle race yeah. kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah. it did, it was like too raw, raw for me. And it wasn't as yeah. a cerebral trail running is, you know, the, even the biggest races I've done where there's hundreds and hundreds, like maybe clo- approaching a thousand, the way too cool 50 K. Yeah. M- many parts of that race. I was by myself. Yeah, you know, and you you get you're into your head, you know, and it's like this quiet thing, and you're on a trail, and all you can hear is your breath and your footsteps, and that is, that's a pretty incredible experience that I want more people to to access. And the reason I wrote the book is because I think most people like me think they could never do something like that, and I'm living proof, first of all, that you can, and second of all, I've seen too many other people that nobody people would go, they they could never do it, and they do it, and so it's it's a thing people can do. Well, I love, and we, we're definitely going to get in, into the book in a little bit, but I love, so my dad, he's in his seventies and, and so I'm doing, I'm out there doing these races and stuff. And my dad's like, oh, that's good. You know, maybe if I was younger and I'm, and I'm like, dad, there are, there are people just like you. And my dad loves to hike. He's in good shape. Oh, cool. I said, but there, there are people like you who are out there finishing 50 Ks, 50 milers and even hundred milers. Oh, and yeah. he's like, oh, oh, well, you know, I don't, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like yeah. you just have to want it. You have to want to do it and be a part of it. And. And I love that though, but that there can be speed demons, people racing, and yeah. I'm getting to where I can't race as much anymore for some races, but I'm out there, you know, Yeah, I, I just doing the thing. And if I end, you know, we end up in no man's land for hours at a time. It's fine. That's, I know. That's part of, that's part of it. That's uh, good. It, it, it is. <laughs> you know, and I stopped years ago, stopped running with a watch. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, the, the, the book is really, and the way that I've experienced trail running is, is that I had, and it was a struggle, but I really have over the years let go of all the things that I felt like I needed to do, you know, data mm. gathering, you know, uploading to Strava. Like, I don't I just I deleted my, you know, I, de- I deleted my Strava <laughs> account in 2018, along with all social media. Just, I was like, can I, can I just, there's a question I asked myself, I was like, can I just be on trails and not, not be you know, looking at data, but like, can I just exist in the present? And that was a, it was a hard thing to do. And I, when, in fact, when I, when I trained for my first ultra, I on purpose, just as an experiment, decided I was going to try to train for it without headphones, without podcasts or music or anything. And, and, you know, it's like we all, I just wanted some moments to myself kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. I got this. I can get up early. My kid home, my kids and my wife were just waking up. So it was cool. I didn't have to like sacrifice family time. Yep. And I was like, can I go out with nothing being shoved in my head for, for mm. an hour? And That's I got to, the first few runs were, re- I would say more than a few hard, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just, the time slows down, you know, and it's like, but then all of a sudden you kind of settle into this amazing, quiet, yeah. solitude place. And I've experienced that during races, during ultra run races. Well, you know, you know, what's weird is during, during races and during uh, training and stuff, I'm usually listening to stuff. I listen to a lot of books and things like that during, when I'm training. But for most of my races now, I'll have my headphones, but for the races, it, I, I won't, for the, by and large, I won't listen to anything. And I, and I, I let my, and I, I do run some training without, you know, anything, but mm-hmm. during the races, like I've been through, I've run hundred miles with nothing. I just did the Tahoe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just did a Moab 240. I've listened to maybe three hours out of 99 and a half, you know, of, of some. And so like, I get it. Like I totally get it, you know? And I, I I don't know, maybe a challenge to people that are listening to don't be afraid to unplug. That's Um, the thing. And, and like, you know, even if you wear a watch to track it, like, don't like, I, I, I put my stuff on Strava, but I don't look at it a whole lot, you know, it's there. Yeah. You know, like and, to make and, sure and, I get my and, mind. And to be clear, like people dig it. It's it's not like yeah, a it yeah. was a it was a personal thing for me. Yeah, because because yeah. I, I was I was very much tied into, you know, being out there and seeing something and going, oh, that would be a great Instagram post. And it was like that was where my brain was, and I wanted to see, yeah. can I just, can I just look at something and go amazing and not even take a picture of it and move on. Yeah, and that and, and, and it was just a personal thing for me. I'm not yeah. knocking anybody who does right. all that kind of stuff. I will say it's not necessary. Yeah, and that's what, as a running coach, I want to make sure people are understanding 
because now I've been a running coach for a few years, that you don't have to do that. You can, yeah. you can data gather and you can, and I am a nutritionist. You can do that with food too. You yeah. certainly don't have to. And most people actually yeah. don't really want to, but they think they have to. So I'm sort of trying to get that out of there. No, that's, that's, that's fantastic. So, so let's, let's, let's just kind of maybe, maybe not focus so much on, on the running for a second, but just, just, just take a step and, and look at, you know, social media. You, you said real quick a while ago, you deleted all your social media and things like that. And because it's easy to get caught up, I hardly, I don't post that much anymore because, because of the same reason, like I want to be in the moment. Hmm. I want to be enjoying it. I want to be, you know, and that's like when I did Moab, I, I took some pictures and stuff like that, a yeah, few course, things, because I wanted to be able to share it. However, I was really cognizant of being in the moment and mm -hmm. being present for everything. And, and, and people that listen to the podcast know that I, I wanted it to be about gratitude. And so I spent right. a lot of time with th uh, spending time being thankful for specific things in people every 10 miles. And so, Amazing. yeah. And, and so, but, but I think, I think that's, it's a, I think we can live life too much not just running life too much, worried about the next post, what other people were doing and focused on, on it. And, and, you know, there's sometimes where I feel like, I wonder if I should just disable it for a while or, mm -hmm. or, or do away from it. I do. It's hard because I keep up with people, but man, how, how long have you been disconnected from social media? And cause I, I went looking for you, like before, you know, I did a search for you on Facebook and Instagram I was like, you're not there. Not there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I gotta tell you, like, this is an app. This is, I swear to you, this is an absolutely true story, but in 2018, I was, you know, doing the kind of thing. And I, I, I wasn't posting, I would say that much. I had an assistant who would, you know, post some things for me or whatever. But it just got to the point where it was like the filters through everything I saw. I was like, oh, that would be a good post. Oh, I should put in it. And, and also there was that like, oh, I should probably post on Facebook. I should probably put, tweet something. Yeah, pressure. And yeah. Exactly. And, and so purely as an experiment, I thought, well, I'm going to, I'll just stop for a while. And with, with full intention to just, that I would get back on, that was 2018. And I never, yeah. I never came back. And, and so, yeah. and again, like, I don't, I'm not anti-social media. I've never told a client yeah. to quit. I will say that when you can sort of ground yourself in the life you want to live, most people wouldn't spend probably as much time as they do. And it's got those addictive, like actually, crap the yeah. algorithms and the and the and the the post titles are manipulated so that it draws people in so if yeah. you can sort of find a ground so that you can it's funny i liken it to junk food it's like i eat junk food it's good. I, just don't do, yeah. I just don't do it all the time so it's sort yeah. of like for fun get in there keep in touch my wife's on it you know keeps in touch with she has a private account keeps in touch with family i think it's amazing how cool that is but yeah. for me it was a pre it was a, a constant presence of pressure that yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like the quality of life. So this is the true, this is absolutely true. I went to delete, I deleted, I deleted Twitter first. And then a few months later in December, I decided, okay, let me sweep this whole thing and see what it's like. LinkedIn, gone. Strava, gone. Facebook, gone. Instagram, gone. All in one fell swoop. And when I, when I deleted Facebook, is this on, will people see this on video also? We might, I might post so, it. I, it doesn't I'm not matter. sure. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, so describe it. When I went to delete Facebook, my hand was doing this. It was trembling. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely true. Like I was going to the delete button, and it was go and it was and it was trembling. And I thought this is probably a good thing that I'm separating for a while. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It, yeah, it was like, and I was like, whoa, because it's just it. You know, you just all the photo gone. I mean, I deleted Instagram. Is gone. It didn't archive my photo. All those posts I did are literally gone. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a very weird. Anyways. Long story short, I get off it thinking I'll get back on. Meanwhile, I start writing songs again. I hadn't written songs in 12, 15 mm. years. I start, I start journaling. I'm like, I'm like writing stuff. I it was like all, all this stuff that was plugged up started, started to come out. And that's when I, I just never went back. That's that, that's. And, and so you, you had to feel strong about it because now you, I mean, I saw you've, you've, you've got some podcasts, you got a podcast. Mm -hmm. You also have written more than the book that we're going to talk about today. That's my fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you, you're coaching. And so you're, you're doing all this without what a lot of people like I, myself, I coach also, mm -hmm. and I use social media to help promote those things. And so you, f you feel pretty strongly about it if you haven't jumped in. I do feel strongly. And I will tell you, as I said in my third book, Six Truths, my life got a lot better without social media, but my career definitely took a hit. 
And, that, and that's wow. the truth. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it was, it was a decision I had to make. Now I run a wellness center at a, at a resort called the Stanford Inn. And, and so I have that okay. ton of base there and, and, and I work on coaching. So I'm not scrambling for clients a lot gotcha. and I certainly want more clients, but it's, but I'm kind of in an okay place. It, it allows me the base to like write my books. And I, by the way, I do, I, I do YouTube, but what was interesting about YouTube yeah. is people consider that social media, but a few years ago, I just, I put up every video I put up, I just disable the comments right away. Yeah, there you go. So I just put yeah. the video up and I'm like, watch it, don't watch it, hate me, like me. I don't want to hear about it. You know, <laughs> go right. live, go live your life and never come again or 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 follow me and learn something and then we're good. You know what I mean? And so yeah, yeah. this kind of comment culture of I I have something to say and everybody needs to listen to me is just sort of like, go do your thing. You know, like it's yeah. it's okay. I don't need I don't need to it's it's fine, you know. And and if you don't like what I do, you don't think I'm good at it, don't, don't there's a billion other people to follow. Go follow yeah. them, you know. That, that's pretty, it's pretty good. I posted uh, something recently, like, you know, kind of for the business thing, like offer something up on Reddit and mm -hmm. some people just like got stupid, on, you know, like really people on there can get ugly, man. Uh, and they fast. just started like, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And like, I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. And that, so I deleted the post, you know, David, like, exactly, like that feeling was what I, I, I yeah. just was like, I, I, I didn't need it, you know? Yeah. And, and by the yeah. way, after, ever since then, I don't read reviews of my books. You wow. know, it's like, okay. it's like if I wanted somebody's opinion, you know, my wife or a buddy who was proofreading, I'm like, give it to me. But yeah. some random person, and it's not to devalue who they are. I just don't, I don't, it doesn't serve me. It's one person. It doesn't serve yeah. me any purpose, whether they like it or don't like it. Yeah. I want them to yeah. either get something from the book and dig it and tell us friend that that's amazing. Or if they don't like it, then hate it and never, you know, return the book. I don't, you know, it's fine. But I really needed <laughs> to separate myself from that sort of need for that. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it ain't easy to do that. Well, yeah. And I was going to say that the, the need for it and I just, yeah, it's the beginning of the, it's kind of the beginning of the year and people were, you know, trying to, trying to, to change themselves a little bit. And I think that's a, I just, and this is not with ultra already it has to do with that, but I, for, but I like to, you know, get people thinking about things in their lives to be better. And, and, you know, look at how long you spend scrolling through social media on your phone and how, how much you value a like and how much you value those comments and how much those negative ones affect you. And why are you posting this? Is it, to make yourself, you know, just question, it's good to question right. those things. And, yes. and, you know, and a lot of it's a waste of time. And, and like you said, you started, okay, I got to ask you about this because I, I do music also, but you say you started writing songs and journaling again. Number one, I believe in journaling. I think it's fantastic. Me I'll look too. back at things that I wrote years ago and I, I had gotten out of it and I was like, wow, that's good. I wrote that, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but, but it's such a therapeutic thing and it's so good. And, and man, so are, do you, is that something you continue to do? The music and the journaling. No, the journaling specifically. We'll get to the music yeah, in a second. I do, <laughs> and, and, and I got and and, and and some of the stuff I've I've kept, but recently, I, and I've been advising. So my my client work is called Small Steppers. It's not specifically running. It's it's a stress management habit change thing. So so when yeah, I I want to talk about that too. Okay, cool. But when I, so <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure. So when I when yeah. I journal when I coach journaling, because mm -hmm. I do advocate for it. I love it. But okay, here's the exercise I do, and it's, I do it myself. But I have clients, they write the journal and then they destroy it afterwards. Like, and like, it, for, like, like destroy like every day or like after every, a period every, of time? Every day. They, they do the journal entry and then they destroy it beyond recognition. Okay. I got to hear why I say it. Cause this is, this is, this is kind of like, it's this my is hurting very, my heart. It's my, <laughs> it's, my, it's my very favorite thing to do. Now, again, not, not all the time, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. when you are, when you have that little 0.7% thing of like, what if somebody reads this? I think that that's a that can Ooh. affect yeah it can affect what you write Ooh. or you can you can yeah you can sort of censor yourself right and so every now and then or maybe once a week make your journal entry that you're going to burn it or destroy it beyond reckon that literally zero people can ever read it ever no chance and what that mm. does is the flood sometimes the i mean i'm working with people who are trying to forge their real lives you know what they how they really want to yeah. live regardless of how they've been living right like really identify who they are and this is the stuff and they, they, they write me and they go, this, this is the best thing ever because it just comes out. Everything comes out and, and things that they're like holding on to and they don't want to write it because somebody could read it. And when you just come in with it, you're going to destroy it afterwards. It's, it's really cool. So well, that, that's exactly what came to mind because some of the things up here is like, I can't write that down, you know? So, so dude, I mean, you just opened up this, this, this is fantastic. Exercise. It's, yeah. my, it's so, my very favorite exercise these days. I'm not oh, kidding. For, not, and be, by these days, I mean for the last, like, I would say five, six years where I've been, I, and with clients, I'm like, listen, 
I'm all for journaling. Me too. I have a journal, yeah. but sometimes dip okay. in there and spend your time journaling 30, you know, whatever time you want. And then just, yeah. just burn, literally burn it. So, so what I started doing, well, I, I do, I, I, I have a lot of physical journals, but I started writing in, I use good notes on an iPad oh, yeah, with yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, totally, and yeah. so I, I guess it would be write it out and just delete I do. it. I do the exact thing on my phone. Sometimes if I'm, yeah, I'll do, I'll do the notes and I delete. And then it says, you have to go to recently deleted. And, and you got to delete, delete it there too. That's right. And it's like, I don't even want it. I want it there. I saw it good and it's gone. And it's just, mm. it, it's a very cool, it's a very cool exercise. Man, I think that, yeah, I think it's good. There's something symbolic about it. Or even if you have to write it down physically and tear it up mm -hmm. about, about being done with, you know, it's Correct. there. That would be therapeutic, especially when you're struggling with something mm -hmm. and like, I need to get this on paper. And, and there's, and I'm going to just destroy it, get rid of it. And, and I think you can write down some pretty heinous things that are going on or whatever. Correct. And, and that symbol is huge of, of, I don't need this to be a part of my life or I, I can, I can turn the page because the page right. isn't there. It's not That's, there. I know it's, it's gone. The page is gone. Yeah. And when you just let it out like that, it's yeah. You'll write stuff that is, you know, huh. it's, it's like. It just comes out in a way that is, you know, sometimes you can read stuff and go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was that like wrapped up in this thing. And sometimes it, a lot of truths can kind of present. It's very cool. Dude, I like that. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to use that. <laughs> that's right. That's fantastic. So, so you said, you said into music and songs, man, what do you, what do you play? What do you, are you sing? Do you, what do you do? I do. So you, you, you know, back in the day, I call it in Los Angeles, I was, I had had a band called the Sid Hillman Quartet and we had, okay. it was indie, indie, indie rock, a little bit of Western feel. And we put out four LPs and two EPs and toured, you know, the, we were college radio, kind of that whole thing. Anyways, what? and then I and yeah, moved up here and I just finished another album for the first time in, I'm not kidding, 15 years. I just I recorded it in Los Angeles as being mastered. It's a solo record, Sid Hillman, you know, solo record. So back in the back. And, and by the way, the songs that I recorded started writing those in 2019 up until yeah up until 2022 when I went into the studios and began the process of recording it. And that was post social media getting done yeah, with social so media. I, all of a sudden I was like in my studio yeah. with my guitar and just started playing and songs were coming out. And so I just emailed my drummer down there, the guitar player and bass player had no interest at all, but my, <laughs> my drummer was like, these are cool. And so he co-produced the record with me and played drums on it and percussion. And we had, you know, had other people play different instruments. Fantastic. Are, are, uh, what's that? What style is it? It's, it, it's kind of the same. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's a little, it's not as Westerny as the Sid Hill okay. quartet was that definitely had its own kind of pedal steel kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, but yeah. this is a little more straight, straight ahead. Um, but very cool. And it was like different songs, you know, a different, yeah. a different, a different style. And really so cool. is, 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 it, is the new ones out? Where, where, where can it's I find be, it? It's being mastered right now. So okay. it's being right. which I mean, in the, and then, and then coincidentally or not the third the publisher who put out my third book is called yeah. Rare, Bird, Rare Bird Lit. They're out of uh, LA. He co-owns a recording studio. So that's the studio I recorded in. But he also has a little indie record label. So he wants to put the album out. So nice. I, you know, yeah. So hopefully it'll be out in 2024 at some point. Nice. So Spotify? Yeah, well, it'll digital also, but yeah, okay, you know, all right. You know, but Apple, but but in hard copy, it'll be it'll be actually on vinyl, which is I'm really excited about because it was it was recorded digitally, but then mixed down to tape, and you know I'm kind of old school that way, so it has a real real nice thick sound. Nice. You'll have to you have to like let me know how to I, I be will. notified when it's on, or and uh, the listeners too. Like, go to can, my face. Yeah. Hey, go to my Facebook page. Anyways, yes. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and and there is the drawback. Anyway, there is the drawback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have to just go to your, I know your website is, is yeah. Your and I have a mailing yeah. list and yeah, I have a okay. mailing list and things like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for your mailing list. Anybody I'll put the website in the notes and you can sign up nice. for the mailing list if nice. you're interested. No, I always, I love music. I played guitar. I played in a band. Cool. What do you, Christian, you? Christian, played Christian rock band and lead singer. Nice. Yeah. For a okay. long time ago. And, and now and you, still playing or what? No, I need to pick up my guitar and that that's something I have been dealing with and I've been really busy, but it's been on my brain, dude. And when you said that, I'm like, <laughs> so let me, let me, so let me, let me, let me tell you how I, cause I, I got pretty burnt in music in, uh, in LA. And when I moved up here, my guitar was in its case for a few years. I mean, I was so yeah. just like, ah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm a small stepper. So what I coach people is to, to make their, whatever they want to add in, make the step to do that small enough that almost you can't not do it just to get going on it. Yeah. So as a context, when I was in LA, 
I was a, I was making my living as an actor. So I was playing music all the time. So I had tons of time and I was, you know, we were rehearsing three days a week and I was writing during the day in my, and I had a studio. And so then I move up here where I live and I don't touch my guitar. Then I go, okay, I'm going to start playing again and don't play at all. So my yeah. first step, and this is, this is how weird this is, but it worked was just to put my hands on my guitar once a week, not even to play. And oh. that's how I, that's how I got it back. So I put it on its stand. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's a, a 1993 Gibson Les Paul special. And, nice. and, it, and, and I, and I, and I, and I put it on its stand and I just held it once a week. And that's how I began reintroducing music. And it, and, and, and then eventually I was holding it and I strum a little bit and then I started plugging it into my amp and, and it just evolved because I wasn't in a rush and yeah. I started getting back in. And that's, mm. and that's, you, so we sort of get locked into these, like, well, I used to play all the time. So I've got to play that amount. It's like, no, I have three yeah. kids now and I have a different job, you know? So it was like, what can I do once a week? Yeah. So yeah. there's my advice to you. Get that guitar on a stand. So you're looking at it and just hold yep. it. Nice. Week. Yeah. Cause it's in the case in the, I had it, I had it where I was trying to keep it out, but it, but it's in the closet now. And I'm like, so, yeah, I don't like once that. it's in the closet, yeah. you, every time you think about it and then you get distracted by the time you get there, it's just yeah, it, we yeah. have too much stuff going on. Yeah. Well, well, that's a that's a good uh, segue to to your small steps. Yeah, you 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 teach small steps. You coach people. Did, did you you have a, you have a book regarding that too? Our, our podcast you had. I I did. I had a, a book. My first book's called Approaching the Natural: A Health Manifesto, and that was my okay. kind of overall philosophy of. Okay. And it was with small steps, and I had a podcast for two hundred twenty two episodes called the Approaching the Natural Podcast. It's all still up, and and kind of ran that after two twenty two. I was like. We're good randomly. I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. And then I launched yeah. my current one, What Sid Thinks, about eight months after that. And that's what I've been, and I'm up to like 183 on that one. And so I'm already, you know, well, well into that entrenched in that one. And yeah, and this is small steps. I have a specific approach to stress management and habit change. And then if people want to, they can apply it to how they eat, how they move, how they relate, how they, whatever, yeah. and, and kind of apply that kind of philosophy to it. Nice, nice. And I, it sounds like a lot of a lot of the things I've read, you know, I've read Tiny Habits, mm -hmm. recently Atomic Habits, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I try to read that multiple times and and about, you know, and when you said that, I was like, why, you know, some of the things you just don't it doesn't connect like to put it into practice, mm -hmm. you know, like like the things that I know, like why don't I just do that? Like make it a mm -hmm. habit, you know, just mm -hmm. start start tiny, start small mm -hmm. once a week. I'll grab my guitar, you know, yeah. and and yeah. and then and then build on it, you know? And so yeah. duh, this yeah. Well, duh, but harder than, harder than you think, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and it's like the journaling, perfect example. I used to journal 30 minutes a day when I was in Los Angeles, had no children. I was a full-time you know, musician yeah. and, and actor. So I, yeah. I journal 30 minutes a day. Then I move up here and a couple of years later, I go, I'm going to journal again. So I think well, I used to journal 30 minutes a day. I'll just do that and didn't yeah. journal at all. So the work I do is, is pretty nuanced. And what it is, 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 is helping people define their ideals, how they really want to live, what, how they could see if they were living their perfect life, what would it look like? And then yeah. using my small steps approach to put those into play and, yeah. and the battle with clients in a good way, but the battle with clients is getting them to do the steps small enough where they just can't not do it. And that is literally, so some of the atomic habit stuff, it's all based on the same science of habit change and things like that. But yeah. I'm working with people individually to determine what their small step is. So for some yeah. people, it's quite big comparatively. And for some people, it's quite small. So it nice. just depends on what they perceive as a small step and what they can do with, with very minimal stress attached. But yeah. even that, like one of the steps I have clients do is they text me first thing in the morning. They just text me like up or a morning just to kind of, are they aware yeah. in the morning? Yeah? Yeah. And I'd say about 30% or more of my clients can't get that done. And that's literally up. And it's wow. because- it's because they wake up and they've got their routines and they've got the news and they've got, so hen, I've all my, I mean, I've stressed about job and they can't take two seconds. And yeah. so the battle is setting alarm in your phone, putting a note on your toothbrush. This is not a joke. I've had clients do this because they are so entrenched and myself so entrenched in our routines yeah. that even holding your guitar once a week, if you don't hang up from this podcast and get your guitar out of the case, there's a 99% chance you will not do that step. And so, you know, it's it get that how to get that done and that's what that's the that's the challenge of of forging mm. anything kind of new in your life you know that's that's funny because one of the things like with those habits it, habit habits can be really good but if you're not if you get so entrenched in the habits that you aren't present enough correct to 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 change or to modify or to to steer toward the important things like who you want to be and the steps mm -hmm. to get there mm -hmm. and and even so i mean this we're talking a lot of things that 
but this this has to do with ultra running training. It, you know, absolutely if does. if you want to run fifty miles, well, then then how do I do that? Well, I've got to start building into my life some disciplines and mm -hmm. some things because I've got to train for it. I don't Correct. just do that tomorrow. You know. Correct. And, and how so, and how are you sleeping? How are you eating? Are you know how are yes. your overall stress levels? You know, and, and yes. again, it's like it is the same thing, David. It's the same back. I would I call it the ethic of self care. That's what I call it. The mm, ethic like of self care. It. Yeah. Is it is it what is driving your background? And again, I don't train elite athletes. It's just not my my thing. And so this right. is for people who are trying to live a good life and maybe do an ultra run in this context of a job and a full family life and other you know other sports. Maybe they. And so how do you get that done? And that's a presence and an engagement and an awareness, just as you said. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. B building in, you know, and I always, I like to say, you know, when, when, when I sign up for a race, I'm committing to, to, to get to the start line, but mm. I'm also making a commitment to do the preparation. Mm. I'm making a commitment. And then so sometimes for some people, that's really easy. You know, if you can be disciplined and all, but for some people it's hard. And, you know, and, and as a coach and you might see the same thing, okay. Like you have trouble getting people to just text you up and, and I use training peaks and I see when they do their run, it, everything turns green. I love when I see a green week, you know, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And then some of them is like red, yellow, uh, there's a green, you know, uh -huh. and, and, and it's like to find, to help, try to help find what motivates them and, and, right. and to try to help them take those steps in the context sometime of a busy life. And sometimes mm -hmm. we need to change what we're expecting That's because right. Wife, kids, job, yeah, other you know really important things, that's right, and and maintain balance, and so so it's right. it's hard even in the context of coaching people for a marathon, you're trying to coach them to be disciplined and better and 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 you know do those things, <laughs> so it's it's hard. Yeah, there's hard. There, it's like I always go, you know, one of the truths in six truths is there, there's no substitute for hard work, and there never will be, mm, right? You know, and and so we have, you know, I learned this the hard way, but when I when I, I did a proposal for my first book ever and I, and I found a publisher, it was like, yeah, we'll put that out. That sounds good. And he's like, when can you get it done? And having never written a book, I had sort of had this false bravado. I was like, just give me a date. I'll get it done. And it, <laughs> and it had this like romantic idea of I'm writing a book. How great. Well, once yeah. the boots on the ground, man, it's a whole nother world. And that's goes for training for a marathon too. It's like, Oh, I want to train and do a marathon. Okay. That's amazing. And we get all excited about it. But when you actually have to sort of get up at five in the morning or yeah. put those hours in and, and, and the, the miles in and you've got the pressure and, and self-imposed sometimes or other you're worried about whatever, it's 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 a thing, as you know. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. a way, way better athlete than I used to do a 240 mile. I'm, I'm, but, but it's the same kind of mindset, right? Right. Yeah. You, you have to. And that's what, that's what people are like. Oh, I could never do that. I was like, you could. You just mm -hmm. have to want to. And then Correct. you've got to do the things to get there you know? right. and, and make the adjustments. You can't hack, you can't hack run. I love running and ultra running, especially because it's not you, you, all the talk of, you know, micromanaging everything. And the fact is you got to get your feet on the ground, you know, and you, and you just have, you have to, you have to put the miles in, you know? And, yeah. and I think people put maybe sometimes too many miles and they overtrain mm -hmm. is, is a thing. Yeah. I think yeah. at least the people that I'm working with who are again, normal, like not elite athletes, mm -hmm. but you got to do it. Yeah. You can't not do it. You got to figure out how to get the, put the work in, you know, and whether it's getting up or, and, and, and balance it. And I'm real, you know, I'm a family man. I have wife, kid, you know, and, and all this stuff. And I'm early, I got to get up early. You know, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning in the wow. mornings to get stuff done. And that's just what, that's what I have to do. And yeah. for me, the sacrifice is, is worth it because that's I right. want to, I want to get to that starting line and then get to the finish line. So, yeah, make, yeah. make those, those sacrifices. So, so, so. Your book, let's, let's, let's talk about the book, man. You know, what's, what's, what's the name of it? And, and you kind of already shared a little bit, but how, how did it, how was it born? It's called ultra running for normal people, life lessons learned on and off the trail. And it basically came from my own experience, discovering trail running and, and kind of going like, that's, I didn't even know people did that. And once I did it, like I said, it was just like, I'm home. Yeah. Uh, and, but when I realized that the sport is, I think we all have a people who haven't done it have a perception that it's for other people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and for people yeah. who are you know, in the book, I'm like, you know, glutton for punishment type a, you know, real raw, yeah. raw. And it was just was not, it's not who I am. First of all, and second of all, it wasn't my experience with, with even professional ultra runners. I mean, they're pretty mellow people. It's a, it's a very cool subculture. It in is. The book, yeah. In the book, I, I liken it to like indie rock. I really do. It's like mm. under the radar still. And maybe it'll, I know there's some corporate, you know, Hoka has a team and Nike has a team, 
But for, I think for most runners, it's pretty under the radar kind of thing. A lot of people I meet still every day that, that go, what, what's an ultramarathon? They just don't even yeah. know, you know? And yeah. so I think it's, a, I think it's kind of cool. I hope it never loses that because I really like that part. I like that it's sort of under the radar. Yeah. And anyway, so my experience with it and getting out there and all the things I learned how to disconnect, how to, how to reconnect in a way mm. to nature, to other people. Yeah. I love, I love the aspect of ultra running that, you know, trail running is one thing and it's amazing no matter what distance, but when you start putting in the distance, distance, like ultra yeah. distances, how, how broken down we are, mm-hmm. you know, in a great way, how all of a sudden people who on paper or on social media would be enemies are not enemies at all. And how much, how Ooh. much we have in common, you know, yeah. when, when we're, when we get rid of all the crap and we're then now two human beings in, in a, in a struggle together, yeah. there's some very profound things that occur in that, in that way. And it doesn't occur in modern world. It, it, it's not, we don't have to test one of those, one of the chapters in the book is test your metal. Mm. And because we don't do, we don't have to do that. We barely even have to move if we don't want to, you know, we can get yeah. pizza delivered through the door. We don't even have to barely lift our arms up to do it. So these are about intentional forays into struggle, you know, putting Mm. ourselves into this to see what we're made of and to realize how much more we're made of than we think we are made of. And that maybe the news is telling us we're made of or whatever that is, putting ourselves out there like that and seeing how that unfolds. It's been a very, very cool thing. So the lessons, each chapter is a lesson. It's like to move through fear, to slow down, to be versatile. You know, to realize we're all in this together, to test your metal. Things that I learned being on trails and directing that race that yeah. I directed, seeing all these kinds of themes that present. That's that's fantastic. I mean, everything everything you said there, that's why we do what we do. You know, when you come, there's something about coming to the end of yourself. You know, I, I use the analogy when to find out what's in a sponge, you squeeze it. And man, I have found out so many things about myself on the trail running where everything's my, my, everything's just scrub raw Mm -hmm. because I'm at the end of myself and I find out I see what's there, you know? I love that way. I've never heard that phrase that way. I love it. Well, and that's being, being at the end of yourself. Yeah. And, 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 and seeing what's, what's there and how I respond. And then, you know, I always joke around, you know, cause my wife will be crewing me or something and, and, you know, how I treat her in that moment says a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, I don't want to be snappy. I don't want to be ugly. Mm -hmm. And if that comes, that decides to come out, then, there's, I need to deal with that. I don't want to be that man. That's not who I am at my core, you know? And, and so that just, that happens. And what you said, cause this is fantastic about where two people are struggling together and running. You make such fantastic friendships with Mm -hmm. people that, that you might disagree with politically, religiously, all the things. None of that matters. It doesn't matter. You are struggling on the trail and you're in it together and you're going to help each other get through it no matter what. I love that, man. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, you know how many people come across my finish line crying, and not out of pain, but out yeah, of emotional, yeah. out of emotional release, and like all everything wrapped up in that, in the struggle of it, and the fear that they're not going to finish, and and also just the pain that they've gone through, and and then with people that they went through mm-hmm. it with, and I don't know if there's any another sport like it. The Spartan race I did was certainly not like that at all, and even the road yeah. marathon, the two I only done two, so I can't really speak to long a bunch of different races, but the ones I ran yeah. were seas of people. Yeah. yeah. See, see, and, it, and, and you, you chat and it's fun, but there's something yeah. about the trail, man, when you're, you are, sometimes you're talking to people, but sometimes it's just silent. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like, man, that is, it is so cool. What, what, what I like about ultra running trail running trail ultra running is, is there's a, you come up on somebody and you're like, you know, you're, you're deep in it. You're both suffering. You're, you're breathing hard. You're, you're, you're might not be running quite straight and you're, and you're always like, you know, how you doing? You know, uh-huh. you're doing all right you need anything. And, and, and I've been at races where, you know, people have checked on me when I was having a rough time or where I've stopped and helped somebody else and get, you know, and, right. and it's, it's more than the the time. It's more than the, like, yes, I'm doing this myself, but we're all doing this together too. And it's a great yeah. ethos, man. It's, 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 it's amazing. I just did a race in October of last year. So, you know, three months ago, whatever the Lake Sonoma 55 K and, and, and they were a buddy of mine directs it. So he invited me to come in. I was kind of undertrained, but anyways, it was yeah. a long day, but um, yeah. there was also running the hundred K at the same time. So I was struggling. It was a rough day. So I, I, I'm not a fast runner period, but this one is 55 K 10 hours and 40 minutes. It took me. Yeah. And okay. it was just, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was just nonstop hills. Like yeah. there was never flat. So I was, 
I was really, and I made a miscalculation on an AC. It doesn't matter, but I was very, <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a rough day. So, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of struggling and I'm getting through it, but I'm kind of struggling. And all of a sudden these hundred K runners, cause they, they started an hour earlier. And these are the people in like the lead of the hundred K. These are the yeah, fastest yeah. run. I would say five to 10 stopped to check on me. That's they're awesome. like, do, do you need, you're like, do you need any food? I've got some snacks in my thing. This one woman, she's like, dude, you you look like you're crashing. What can I do? What do you need? And I'm That's like, finish awesome. your race. You're like, yeah. in a, you're like a contender. Don't worry yeah. about me. It was, but it was, how cool is that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's an amazing thing. And I was like, no, thank you so much. It was just this great thing. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know any other sport like it. It's just this cool community right now. We've got to keep that man, that, that, that people are more important than 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 how fast we finish you know that, yeah. that that you know and and that's fantastic that that's you know top people where they're like all right does this guy need anything because yeah. he's, he's She's like i have snacks do you need something yeah <laughs> See, I mean, this this human is more important than you know what i'm correct. doing right now that's because it because it is you yeah. know and that's the thing we forget because i don't know i think there's more yeah. you know the whole truth you know which is that negative headlines grab more people than positive and i think for whatever yeah. our psychology is it's yeah. just not yeah. the truth yeah. You know, and it's like, why don't we, you know, when we focus on the positive stuff and helping each other and being there for each other, it's a, it, everybody feels better doing that somehow. But when then we're drawn to the kind of vitriol, yeah. it doesn't need to be there. Well, you know, you, you, you read Born to Run, you know, mm -hmm. when you started running and, and, and all you'd read it before. And then you look at people because one of the big things in Born to Run, one of the things he talks about is, is the, the, the tribe when they were running that they were smiling, they were happy, they were a joyous people. Okay. And I look at people like, like Courtney DeWalter, who, you know, you know, she's suffering and, and hurting like crazy, but she just puts a smile on her face and tells a stupid joke. And, and, and she is such a joy to be around. And, and I love that. And that's why, like, I coach my runners, like to, to gratitude, man, you know, like, like put, put that in you. If, even if you don't mm -hmm. feel like it, thank your aid station people, thank people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that ask people. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and that helps you. It helps not, you know, do it because it's the right thing to do, but yeah. then it helps you too, you know? You're darn, you're darn right. Now, I just talked about Courtney DeWalter. In fact, I quote her in my book. Okay, because, you do. Yeah, because one of the, I start each chapter with a quote and one of the quotes was, I'm going to paraphrase, sorry, but she's yeah. like, she, I heard her on an interview and she's like, I don't, she doesn't have a coach and she doesn't really follow a training plan. She just said, I yeah. go where my legs take me that day. Huh. And it's like, yeah. she's one of the best runners in the history of the world. I mean, she's yeah. killing it. And yeah. she doesn't really, she goes out and sometimes she runs hard if she's feeling good. And sometimes she doesn't run at all. And sometimes she runs real easy and she lets yeah. her connection to herself dictate what that is on that day. I love that. So free. I never was like that. I was like, this is the training plan and I must follow it, you know? And yeah, yeah. how, how, how liberating, how much in control she can be like that. I love that so much. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little more disciplined. Like I'm, a, I'm about kind of about the training plan. But the older I get and the more like where I am now is I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get more fluid with it, you know, mm -hmm. and allowing myself to run extra or to back off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to run naked without a watch, but you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there are thoughts there, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 by the way, it took me a while to get there, you know, and, yeah. and, and, but once I did, I was like, oh, and now I had to get my head on straight about, you know, this is sort of like the ideals. I had to get my head on straight of like, do I care? Do I, Sid, like the real me, do I really care what time I finish it in? And, yeah. and it's really hard, as you know, in, in old trail ultras, you can't really compare one race to another in terms of time because the races no. are so diversified. You, yeah. can only, you, you can't even compare my race to itself because my course changes a little bit each year. Well, and the and weather so, could be different from year and, to year too. And correct, you know? right? Yeah. So letting go, and so for me, it was like, I just want to finish strong, yeah. Finish, finish well and recover well mm -hmm. and, and have an overall good experience that th those are my markers. I don't look yeah. at the, the last run I did and whether it took me 10 hours and 40 minutes, I didn't realize how long I was out until I had a mile left when my buddy who is a girl, but her also, her name is also Sid. She's my training okay. partner. Okay, nice. She was volunteering for the race and they were worried about me. So she came in, she came in the course a mile to find yeah. me with her dog. And I was like, what are you doing here? She's like, we were wondering where you were. And I was like, how long have I been out here? And I pulled my phone out and I was like, oh my gosh, I've been out here 10 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> and that's the only, yeah. that's the only way I knew because yeah. I was just kind of in this like struggle place and yeah. really like gratitude. I was like, you know, appreciating my family and all the things that really matter. And I was just kind yeah. of in that space and also feeling and, and kind of at some point, like 
laughing about how hard it was because it was like ridiculously yeah. hard. Yeah, and yeah. and you can see there's a I did a book trailer video for this book, and and I cut in me cr crossing the finish line, and yeah. and I go to the guy who's the director who's my buddy, and I kind of grab his hand, and you can see he's looking at me like, oh dude, you had it so hard, you know, because he yeah. knew I just had yeah. like the roughest day, and yeah. it was it was really cool, but yeah, it was it was it was. And I didn't know, I didn't know how long it was out until a mile left. And, and it's funny, you, you said you were, you were, you were pulling, you were being grateful. You, you pulled in some gratitude to help you get through it and just, and just forget, you know, and, and, and keep moving. No, that's, that's, that's fantastic, man. I, I guess it depends on your goals too. Like if you have, you know, very, you know, like elite athletes, a lot of people just, you know, if you want specific goals, you can do specific things to get better oh. and you can be disciplined and all. But, but if you want to let those things go, you can, you know, and, right. and, and, and like you said, being honest with what you're okay with being honest with what you want. And if you want to like, I, I'm so just Moab 240, uh, yeah. a few years ago, COVID year, I, I DNF'd and, and I ran like, uh, David Goggins was running it. And so I ran a little bit with him and like, he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, and like, I was in very good shape and I was like, hashtag beat Goggins, you know, that's where I was, man. And I was. I was in great shape, but my stomach went south. I started projectile vomiting oh every, and it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. And so I crashed and burned. So when I went into this one, my mindset was, okay, I trained and, and I, I didn't train quite as hard as before, but my mindset was, I just want to get it done and mm -hmm. be present and enjoy Amazing. being there and, and make, like I said, make it about gratitude. And man, it was so like, I, some of it was really hard. And I'd see my wife at the aid station after a hard climb. And I was like, that was hard. I got another hard one to go. So I'm going to, you know, but I, I was smiling. I was like, it just, yeah. it just was what it was. And that's that was right. part of the experience. And I'm going to eat a burger now. Then that's I'm right. going to go do it again. You know, it's like, that's right. <laughs> and I think David, that's what, like I, when I got there, I was, you know, yeah. in my, in my, you know, late forties, like you are. And, and when I got there, I, I stayed there, you know, I realized like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, that's what I wanted. I wanted the yeah. experience of it, you know, and it tied into the social media thing and it tied into Joe, just in general, my goals and how I really see myself and trying to get more of that out in the world, you know, with the work I do on myself. And I just kind of live there, you know, and, yeah. it, and, and I, I cannot stress enough. It's not a knock to people who are trying to get the pace or the win. It's am yeah, that's, am right. that's amazing, too. It's just yeah. not because I for me, I have other things, you know, yeah. like I want to write more books. I want to do mm -hmm. more music like I. I love ultra running because it's sort of that core thing for me, but there's too mm -hmm. many other things that I'm trying to do that I don't want to yeah. put in so much more time to ultra running. So I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to do the things that would be necessary to do to be in the top 10 of my age group. I, I have right. no interest in that, you know, because there's yeah. other things. So I'm not knocking it at all. just not for me and not yeah. for the people that I coach, for instance, you know, like that's kind yeah, of right. who I attract in that, in that world, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and so, so people listening, like it's okay to just want to get out there and get it done it's okay to, to just be out there and experience it with everybody else and be a part. You, you're, you are a part of it. You're on the trail. You're a part of it. It doesn't matter if you finish first, 10th, 110th, thousand, whatever, yeah. you know, like it's okay. If, if you're yeah. just be, you know, if you're, if just be okay with that. And, and, and because like you said, we've got all these other things in our lives and we've got to maintain a, a healthy balance and, right. you know, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been quite some time in my life where I've had to write the ship because we can get, especially like when I first started Absolutely. running, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's the writing the ship. Is that course yeah. correction? Yeah. And I hey. think the, the fundamental, I don't want to say flaw, but I think part of it is that people who have these lives that are multifaceted, they have different things going on. They, they assume ultra running cannot be part of that because mm. It, maybe it's called ultra running, you know, like they look at it, this yeah. gargantuan, <laughs> oh, that can't fit. And, you know, whether my book is, you know, I think it, I did, I think I did a good job. People may disagree with me, but I think I did a good job of saying, no, it can, it can fit it because it has mm -hmm. for me. I've done all these things that I do. I direct a race and I coach, you know, small steppers and I run a wellness center at a resort and, but I also ultra run and it, it can yeah. fit in a life like that in a very cool way. If or for me anyways, to let go of the, you know, the goals other than experiencing it and having a good day and having a fun day and getting yeah. out on trails and being part of nature and all those things that I found from that, from that, from that experience and, and, and really being attached to those things and letting those right. things guide me. Right on. I, I love that. I love that. And I, I find myself more and more in that place too. And so I love, I love that you're, you're speaking to me <laughs> and I think yeah. you're, I think you're speaking to a lot of people here because, you know, I, 
you know, I run, I coach, I have a full-time job. I have a podcast. I, I yes, teach see. a class on the side. You know, I have all, I have all these things and I'm that's always right. doing something. And so, and I've got a family that's number one, that's right. you know? And yep. so sometimes if, if it doesn't all get done, then it, it's okay. You know, that's uh, right. I can still get out there and, and do, it might not be what I could do five years ago that's when right. I could train more, but it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as good. long as you're good. cognizant of all the other things that you're doing. You know, yeah. it's not, a, it's not a fail. It's a success. You're doing the things that are important to you and that's successful. That means doing a little less of this thing over here so that you can do all these things over here. And I think yeah. that's, that's a really successful way to live in general, yeah. unless you were like, no, no, I really need the win. Okay, fine. That's fine too. But then you'll make those other adjustments to that end. And that's fine. Right. It's, it's being, like you said, being honest with yourself with what Correct. your goal is and then making those decisions, corrections, allotting the time to, to and focus to, to do that. And uh, dude, you saw you you're, you remind me of me because of like you got the music, you got all these things going. I know. On. I, I didn't know. You, I didn't even know you did music. That's so cool. <laughs> I hadn't written a book yet. Yeah. Here, look, look, look but it's this. in the back you, of my head. What you, here, what you do, got? Do, do, do you see? Do you see that? Oh, live long, long live, live the, the songwriter. Nice. Long, my my sister bought me that for my birthday. My turn fifty five so in December. She yeah, long live the songwriter. Like, yeah. That's so cool. What a cool way to yeah, a way to express yourself. Like, hey, if you did listen to uh, music while you were running, would you listen to your own? No, no, <laughs> I would never listen. To, I would never listen to my own. I would never, never, ever listen to my own. But that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, so back to the book, man. I like, I like the reason you wrote it for. It's for normal people because, like you said, the the sport does tend to attract. I mean, it's an extreme sport. It does mm -hmm. tend to, you know, some people who have been addicted to like drugs and other yeah. things are yeah. now addicted to running and and they they are extreme with it and it is but but i like that you're you're pulling it back and because i tell that to people like you could do this mm -hmm. and so ultra running for normal people like there are normal people on the trails believe oh, yeah, it you know what I'm saying? And, and and you can be that and so so that that's pretty awesome when is it you know i was able to peruse the the the, the pdf of it all mm -hmm. when does it officially come out the February 6th is the actual release date. And I can, the publisher will send you a hard copy. They think they, they're just getting them in. But yeah, nice. and uh, yeah, February 6th, 2024, for people who are, whenever they're listening to this, that's when it comes out. I actually got a copy uh, over the holidays and I was like, this shit. And I, I actually got my copies before the publisher got there. Oh, wow. I, was like, I have a hard copy. They're like, hey, send us one in. Um, anyway, so it's really exciting to hold the book, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so much work. And the, the publisher did a phenomenal job working with me, the editors, and it was just really like a great process. And so it's been a very positive experience all the way through. Well, from, from, from what I was able to, to look through in the PDF, I like the way it's sectioned off. And it's, it's very, I, I want to say accessible, like, like to read, but, 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 the, it, but profound, like it's got good ideas and, and, it, but it's like, you read it, it's, it's a good read from what I, you know, the cool. parts that I was able to dive into, like I liked it. So I'm looking right. forward to sitting down and actually reading it. So I, I, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And so w will it be available like Amazon or? Yeah, um, everywhere. It's, it's distributed by Penguin Random House. So it's like, you know, okay. it's stores and the whole deal. So, and internationally too. So it, you can, on my site, there's actually links to like Canada and Japan and wherever all around the world that's that carrying the book. So if anybody's interested not living in the u.s that can get it cool cool yeah i'll i'll, I'll put your site in the show notes and what was well, it man it's been it's been awesome to get to know you man and you're awesome that was, was really fun yeah man if, if ever if ever i'm in california you know visiting visiting my daughter we might have to go for a run or something you, know? you should yeah you're, <laughs> you'll you'll have to slow down for me but but uh, yeah if you ever come out this way i'm not kidding i'll take you on some gorgeous trails and it'd be super man, fun to meet it. you in person and yeah and actually if you ever visit her because she's in sacramento there are trails around there western states that's all in that area that was yeah, the first yeah. first run i ever did was way too cool which was out in in that area pretty close to sacramento incredible trails but here on the coast it's got a it's called a temperate rainforest there's actually like redwoods and kind of dark forests that you're running through and then you break out into the ocean and it's it's pretty pretty cool so oh man how do you do anything else <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I know yeah it's pretty amazing oh man well, we'll, we'll see it, man. Good, good luck with the book. Looking forward to, like I said, looking forward to reading it. And, uh, and thanks for, for jumping on the podcast, man. And tell me a little bit about, about who you are, your race and, and, and the book you wrote, brother. Back at you. And I really, I can't thank you enough for having me on and talking. This is like a very profound kind of philosophical discussion it was very unexpected. So you're awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you, man. 